We got Houston Zone representing for you to hear tonight for Sports Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, Live 265, Radio. One of the nicest MCs in the game right now. Let's not just box him into Houston. He's getting recognition all over the place. You know, love from Jay-Z, which we'll get into. Man, man he's been working yeah. for a minute now. You know, salute to you. Propane joins me here on the show here tonight. What's going on, man? How's everything going? Man, what's good, man? What's the word? Happy to be here. Just chilling. Uh, congratulations on the new classic. I mean, th this album's only been out for a few weeks now. What does it mean to you that people are already calling this a classic? Because you're an album guy. You say that you want to make a thriller right. every time you want to go into the studio. So what's it mean when you're finally getting the, the fruits of your labor and people are already calling this a classic? Bro, it's dope. Um, that's what I set out to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, for the moment, I started creating this album. And I took a long time with this, man. So, uh... Like, it's really something that was real, real special to me. So for people to receive it, how, you know, I set out to do it, that's dope, man. That's like a feeling I can't really put in words. Mm -hmm. I did hear about that, that you kind of had another concept album that you were starting, but then you decided to move away from right. it and do Made From Scratch. So <laughs> right. I, I already know you, you built this up bit, brick by brick. This is your own mm -hmm. message. But I feel as though there's a message here to the dreamers out there as well. Is that kind of somewhere you were aiming where you can make it from scratch as well It was uh, to the, yeah. the dreamers? Definitely, bro. Definitely, man. And, uh, you know, I, I always consider myself um, the regular Joe when it comes to like an artist. I never ever felt like you know, above above life or anything. When it comes to that, I'm I, I try to carry myself as like an everyday dude. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and that's with the music. The message has always been born to lose, race to win. And uh, the whole made from scratch thing is for anybody out there who who like taking something from the ground up, bro, and and make building it into something, man. Uh, start from scratch, like I said, like you just said, man. I I took the stairs, um, did something I built. You know what I'm saying? Over the years, and I'm I'm continuing to build it. It's not like a I'm finished anything, but I'm I'm continuing to build it. And I just feel like that whole made for scratch model, man. It just it fit me perfectly because I felt like uh, over the years it's it just been a building block, and I just been going step by step, even to where I'm at, and I still got so far to go. Yeah, and you're ready now. You the thirty third. You got your movie game now man, going. Man, I, I, man. I heard. I, you know, I did all my research into what you've been doing out here, and you're studying Peyton Full, Cameron's role. Right. I'm kind of curious. You know, with now you have the experience of being on a movie set. What's a character you think people would be surprised that you want to play? Because Peyton Full, everyone knows that it's the the hip hop character. Right. Right. Again, that right, I was something that's so out of box. You think you could play that you want to tackle next? Man, bro, that's a good question, bro. Um, it's so many different roles, bro, that I want to play. Like even something like a, a, a like a athlete or 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 not just. I'm not gonna just say the villain. I want to play something like that, like like a, a Marvel character or something, bro. You oh, know? Oh yeah, yeah, bro. I really enjoy acting. That's something that I've always just the whole entertainment thing is something I always enjoy doing, whether it be performing on stage, creating the music, even doing this acting thing. Like that's something I always wanted to do since I was younger, but to actually do it and to really see how it goes, bro, it was like, uh, yeah, bro, this is something I could really see myself doing in the future. So, um, man, I'm open to pretty much all roles, bro. And I, I actually have a, a movie coming this spring with Slim Thug, we co-starring it, it's called Double Cook. And it's kind of like a company, bro. Uh, something like a how high type movie. Okay, bro. Red Man, Method Man. Yeah, yeah. I think people going to enjoy it, bro. We had a lot of fun making that. Uh, shout out to my bro, Slim Thug. But yeah, that's uh, we got that coming. So that that's like 
360 from what I did on Dirty Third. Dirty Third was a uh, a straight bad a bad character a villain, and this one is more um. I played a good guy as well, though. This is like a company, something like that. Yeah. You mentioned that you always felt that you wanted to act as something that you always wanted to do. Did you kind of have drama experience before in school? Because I know you went to high school and you went to college. We'll get into mm -hmm. your basketball career because right. you gave up your, your hoop dreams when Scarface told you you'd make more money at rapping. But Facts. Facts. <laughs> did you kind of have some, some drama experience beforehand? So, um, nah, man, just the mirror. You know what I'm saying? Just like, but... I've always been like a, I can like, uh, I'm the type of person who, if I watch a movie, I know about heart after that. Mm -hmm. Like I can quote it, you know what I'm saying? So I've always kind of been like that, uh, a chameleon to different characters. And I've just been like that my whole life. So I've always like been able to act out the characters of the movies I don't watch or TV shows I don't watch. So it kind of came natural to me when, um, when they gave me the role to play. And like I said, I studied Payful. I studied T.I. on Takers. And I watched those movies so much. I really, I really didn't really have to study them because I had already been studying them, just not knowing that I don't watch the movies so many times. So it was like it was just kind of easy for me to play it. I could just get into those characters. I feel like I can get into almost any character that they give me. I watch so much movies. I'm like, I'm a, a movie critic. Yeah. They and I feel as though the the independent wave is really going here. And I think it's really amazing when the people reached out for you for the 33rd is that they already had a part written for you. So they right. had you come in to read the lines and then they plugged you right in. Definitely, definitely. They had it already. The part they wanted me to play, uh, it went, once I did the table read, bro, it was, I mean, it, it, the, the day I did the table read, they knew, they was like, they came to me like, bro, we made, we made the, uh, we made a perfect, we made a perfect decision with you. And, and it was, from there, it was, it was long. It was history after that. And then we got made from scratch. And it's interesting just hearing from you about your career early on when we look at it, because you, you described everywhere from New York, LA, everyone has their own industry where you guys kind of had to do it on your own. When you look at Jay Prince and Slim yeah. Thug and all these guys, they, they told right. you you got to make it on your own. Did you have conversations with some of these legends early on in your yeah. career? I know the Scarf, we'll get into Scarface in a minute, yeah. but did you kind of talk with them to get some game for yourself to build your stuff from scratch? Definitely, definitely, bro. Um, especially the Slim Thugs of the world and the, the Zeros, even Jay Prince. These are the people that once I came into the industry and I was able to get in the same rooms with these dudes, I, I've been picking their brains for years. Um, just being a fan of theirs and, and studying their moves and everything they've been doing, man, I'm 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 like anytime I get around a Bumby or I get around a Slim Thug, and me and Slim Thug, we've actually we got a close relationship. Me and this dude talk all the time, but I'm constantly asking him questions. I'm constantly asking him, man, how was it when you know when this era and when you did it like this and when you was with for real and. When you did this, I'm all the time asking questions, bro. You know, because those dudes, man, they they laid the bricks down on the road for for the path that I'm taking, and uh, they definitely did this independent thing at the highest level, man. And they they still going right now. You know what I'm saying? Them are the legends that I look at, and I, I feel like they have made the blueprint for what I'm trying to do. And you've always you reference it in your music, independent. This is, I mean, now that you're getting these big, because these guys, Jay Z's recognizing you. Is there right, right. is there any deal that you feel that you would accept at this point, or is it just I'm still staying independent? Probably with Jay Z. Jay Z, yeah. Jay Z, man. That's the that's the that's the goat. So, uh, man, I'm not I'm not close minded to to a deal. Uh. More, more than likely, I would love to do a partnership with somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, the way the game is right now, you know, um, I am my own label. I'm, I'm, I'm a, a 
mid-major label of myself. So what I got going on, I think I could get with a bigger corporation and we could just use the machine to take it to another level. So I would love to do a partnership with anybody. But uh, I'm definitely open to anything that just makes sense, bro. You know, anything that could take my brand and get it to the masses because that's, that's the whole end goal, bro. I want the masses to be able to hear the music, the masses to be able to feel the message. And as long as I can still maintain who I am, still maintain the type of music that I'm doing, where nothing is jeopardizing, uh, man, yeah, I'm open. I'm open to whatever. I would love to do something with Jay-Z, though. We we keep we keep bringing up Jay Z here, one of the greatest of all time. He's in he's in your top Thanks. ones. You used to watch Nas and Pac and all these guys growing up. Yeah. You're you you're a real student of hip hop, real hip hop at that, and that's what you represent in Houston. Thanks. How did you find out about Jay Z? When did you find out this moment that he was giving you? He was saluting you. Man, I I got a text from Bum B. Like I got a text one morning from Bum B, and the text simply said, "Are you ready for this?" Mm. And I was like, "It's me." Like, are you sitting down? Because Bun knows, like, I'm a Jay-Z fan. You know what I'm saying? You know this. He's been doing this for years. And I was like, what's up? And he just sent me the screenshot of the text. And basically, Jay-Z texted him. It was a song that we did on Bun B's album. It was a song uh, with me, Styles P, and uh, Bun B. And so the text basically said, propane, question more, question more, question more. I love his energy. He gave the OGs a run up the court. He gave y'all a run for y'all money. And uh, man, he seen me there, bro, and I was just like, hell no. Nah. So the text just say, ho, like, of course. And I'm just like, nah, bro, this ain't JV, bro. This just sent him this. And uh, man, I hit him, and we kind of, like, chopped it up about it. I was like, sorry, just fucking. He was like, you know, that it was a text message that you not – I wasn't supposed to send that to nobody, man. You know what I'm saying? I sent that shit to all my friends. <laughs> like, hey, don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody. Don't tell – you know what I'm saying? I got to the gym. I'm showing my phone. Everybody, yeah, Jay-Z, Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? So that shit was like – that was a huge moment for me, man. And um, in this game, bro, like to have a love for the, for just the sport of rap and to be a fan of it. So it's like a lot of accolades we can hit. You know, you can go number one on here or you can get voted besties, whatever, whatever, all that shit. That right there was like a Grammy to me. You know what I'm saying? That was a that was a Grammy. So like I I, I think uh, even if I ever won uh, a Grammy, it wouldn't hold the same value as me seeing that text message of Jay Z saying that. That's crazy. No, and especially when you're independent, because I always talk to independent artists. You got to stop chasing the fame, the clout all the time. The fact that you could do what you love doing as a lifestyle and be wealthy off of it right. is enough. Because a lot of people enough. get caught up in the the fame, the riches, and a lot of these yeah. people don't know. That they're renting, that artists are renting cars, renting jewelry, and if they are buying Facts. it, they're broke. They're broke, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Tell them, man. For real, that's the truth. Like, uh, it's so much illusion in this game, bro. Um, that's why I, uh, I value the artists that uh present the real, like a J Cole or something like that, man. I value J Cole, bro. Just his music and what he brings to the game. I, I used to love Nipsey, man. I still love Nipsey, man. Nipsey was one of the ones who. He just told it real, even like some thug with his music, man. Some thug music is his lifestyle. So you seeing his lifestyle every day. If you follow him on Instagram, he just giving you the real. He giving you the blueprint. Jay-Z, he was one of the ones, man. I just um, yeah, bro. I just value the ones who get who give us the real, who give us the the truth when it comes to the music. And that's what I try to do at all times, man. Give people the the good side as well as the bad side. Because yeah. Man, a lot of these dudes is like it's just a it's a role, it's a movie they 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 trying to act out. 
Yeah, and a lot of them aren't that good at it, and that's why they, Fair. yeah, Fair. They, <laughs> For real. that's why their music right. doesn't last long. Because I always sit down a lot, and I and I really think to myself and have a lot of conversations is where what has been the last classic hip hop album? We don't get the, I, like I always say. I think Good Kid, Mad City was classic. To Pimp a Butterfly, Definitely. you know, Definitely it's classic. it's been a long yeah. time where we've had a classic album. When we really yeah, look at right. it. And it's the you're digital right. era that's really done it to people. And we'll get into a, a lot of different things when we look at Afraid with you sampling Boosie because it's Damn. affected relationships. Your, your album's deep. This album, yeah, so. this album is for the thinkers. And a lot of people now with the, the TikTokers and the kids, they yeah, can't man. think. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I, I, and that was something that was, that was big for me, bro. I really wanted to give people something that they could sit with. Not something that you would hear today and like, all right, we're good. Yeah. Nah, something you could really sit with. Something that could make you, like you just said, think. You know what I'm saying? Something that could, like, just really, really, really penetrate the mind and make people just really open up to even shit they got going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, yeah. I want to bring it back to Bum B because you interviewed him. You had him come to the studio. And this is when he was revealing all the stuff that was going on when Pimp C was locked right. up and he was down and out. And just people were trying to tell Bum B you could do your own thing. And he was like, no, this is UGK for life. Why yeah. did you make it such an importance to include these skits in the album? Did you kind of want to reveal that the industry will try to pull you away from certain situations that kind of interfere? Because I feel as though, and yeah. I'm going to be honest about it. I think some of these white collar guys get in there and they don't want to see mm -hmm. black power and black unity. They right, want right, right. to separate you. So right. is that something that you were kind of wanting to display on here with that message as well? Yeah, yeah, man. So um, the thing with Bond, like I let I interviewed Bond, I asked Bond a series of questions, bro, and he was very, very open and honest about it. And we was able to implement those skits into each song that it kind of felt and it flowed through the album. And, what he was saying right there, bro, basically what you just said, bro, it's a lot of divide and conquer in this industry. And uh, so, sometimes it's not even a, a, a black or white thing, bro. It's just like, you know, it's a divide and conquer. People will see something going on. They'll see something that's moving and they want to infiltrate whatever you got going on so they can divide and conquer. And basically they can just get all over. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think what Bond did, that was real noble of him to stay down with Pimp C. And uh, he really kept that brand alive, bro. He kept UGK alive when Pimp C was incarcerated. And, uh, and the rest was history, bro. Mm -hmm. I think you should have a documentary, and I think you should title it Made From Scratch because it, it would go to show you mm -hmm. it would fit in with your life story because you played hoops early on. And I heard that yeah, you were sure. nice, but this story with Scarface because you were, you were rapping and then you eventually, I think he was running with the group, the product at the time. Yeah, And, yeah. and you got in, you, you're like, yo, face, let me in at the party. And yeah, heard, yeah, yeah, and he heard you spit, and he said you're gonna make more money at rap because he he didn't see you hoop, but he said you're gonna make more wow. money at rap than hoop, and then you quit. You told your mom that, and then that's pretty much where it all started. That's that's pretty much that's the that's where the legend starts, bro. That was a that was such a big big moment, bro. Like uh like you said, everything you just said was verbatim, bro. You you pretty much hit the nail on the head. Um, a rap form. He asked me who I was signed to, and I was like, I ain't signed. I, I play basketball. He's like, I've never seen you play basketball, but I can guarantee you this. You're going to make more money off rap than you is off basketball. And he just lifted it that. He didn't, like, say I was going to be make more money with him. or so He just lifted it that. And, uh, man, that was all I needed, though, bro. Like, you know, we ended up reconnecting a, a few years later once I became propane and my name became bigger, you know. I told him that story. He, he didn't remember, remember it. 
<laughs> yeah. He didn't remember it. So, but uh, yeah. So I, I created Scarface a lot, bro, because man, that gave me a different type of confidence. I, I always wanted to be a rapper. I always knew this is what I was gonna do. I didn't know when I would fully pursue it because I was like I said, I was playing basketball, but uh nah man, that just gave me the that lit that fire, bro, that just oh this one of the greatest to ever do it, telling me this. Nothing nobody else can tell me is gonna work. You know nothing. Like I'm this is what I'm doing. You don't let anything yeah. stop you. Because I remember when when you, you kind of hit like a brick wall. I heard you kind of hit a wall there oh. when your daughter was born. And then after right. you had the song with Rich Homie Quan that blew up two rounds. Right. That went crazy. Right. Did you kind of feel as though you kind of got caught up in it? Oh, now I got to hit records. So now I got to figure yeah. out how to make hit records. Was that was a reason why definitely. too? Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. That uh yeah, it was because uh like so basically, like you said, when that when that record took off. That was that's what you would call like a hit radio record or something. And I'm not a hit radio artist, you know what I'm saying? I I love to make projects. I love to make deep introspective music. I love to make like just hip hop underground music. So, and I was doing that with that record. That record just happened to take off. It had that feel to it. So it uh, inspired me into a different world. Uh oh, uh, uh, damn! I gotta try to follow this up and do this and uh. I had to kind of find my way as an artist again because oh, uh, it just was like, this ain't true, bro. You know what I'm saying? It got to come naturally. It got to come naturally. So, yeah, man, it was a time. It was like a just a, a a block of production of music because it was like, man, this ain't it. I don't like this. This ain't me. And it, it took for me to, like, start it back up and get back to who I was, bro. And that, it, it kind of, like... It's like the clock started over, bro. You know what I'm saying? I got like a second win, and it just took off from there. Yeah, it's seven day theory. You started out with selling with the hoodies. That that's the yeah. thing that people need to really credit you on is that you're doing your own thing with these marketing schemes. What's the marketing scheme for made from scratch? Because you're still pressing up the CDs. You're still doing all these different things. Oh, what, what's the marketing scheme for made and scratch? Made from scratch. So the marketing scheme for made from scratch is uh, we got a bunch of surprises on the way, but. Mm. I think what I've been doing now, especially anybody who's watching closely, bro, we really taking it back to the traditional hands-on with everything, bro. I'm touching everybody, every market. I'm already been in New York, just got back from Atlanta. Um, like I'm tapping in with everybody. I wanna really make this from scratch. So anybody who doesn't know about propane, or even if you heard about me, you just like it's been whatever you ain't heard in a minute. It's like I'm touching. Everything hands on, bro. I'm going everywhere. Like people gonna continuously see me everywhere. Like, and we just getting started. We got a bunch of stuff going on, bro. The made from scratch thing is so relatable to everybody because I feel like anybody who started any type of brand, any type of company, anything. I don't care if you was on the basketball team and you went from 12 man, now you six man. Like that's made from scratch, bro. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, bro, we just. This this one is actually for the people, bro. Everything we got going on, this is for the people. And we're gonna continue to move like that. I think uh the reception been crazy for the album, bro. I've been involving all my fans with this. We together in this. So and I think that's the quote unquote marketing scheme, bro. It's like this is not just for me because I have somewhat a cult following when it comes to my fans, anybody who's been following me. So this is like they raising a the trophy up with me also right now. Like you said, it's only been out a couple weeks, but it's getting crazy, love. And so basically when you have these uh, supporters that really, 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 really believe in you, no matter what it is you do, I don't care if it's rap, 
if it's basketball, you got your fan base that 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 really really rock with you. Once you kind of like give them something, where they able to go tell their homeboys, like I told you, bro, I told you you should have been listening to propane, or I told you you should have been a a John Moran fan or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's that moment, bro. It's like, and I feel like this is one of the ones where they able to hold it up. Like, yeah, we told y'all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's definitely a win for Houston. When we look at it, it's a classic album already. You feel it, it the impact you, is shaking the pavement. We could see that right now. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Of course. Thank Chameleon you. era. This is a guy that people were tweeting of support to you back in the day. You got like 6,000 followers on Twitter. Yeah. You see me rolling. They hating. You're, yeah. Now you got, they can't, the haters, they can't stand me. I, I flipped that for you right there for the, yeah, the new yeah, album. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> you both address haters. Why was it you feel as though you, you want to kind of address the haters on this album? Um, Man, if, if, if you're doing anything good out here, man, somebody out here that don't like it. And uh, I just felt like for everybody who is trying to get to the next level or just to the next phase in their life, anything they got going, it's always going to be somebody who, a naysayer or somebody who think you can't do it. And uh, that song was just like an anthem that me and Ro did, uh, basically letting people know, like, it's going to be people who not going to like what you got going on, but that just can't stop nothing. We we still we still moving. We still here. It's years later. We still doing our thing. Like, it's been plenty of people who said we should be here or we should do this or we can't do this. And, we still rolling. So, yeah, that was, like, dedicated to them. And, and you said it. If you're doing something, you're you're pretty much wrong if you're doing something right. right. If people like right. you, you said that right. in the song. So right. For sure. For you're, sure. You're, you're on the right path there, for sure. But I'm afraid, because this is such an important record. I touched on this earlier. I wanted to get in, into it with you because of Boosie. It, it, social media, uh -huh. it's messing up everything. Now... The, right. the woman's got access to 30,000 dudes and all, all this crazy stuff. So, right. I mean, wh right. what's your what's your thought on just when we look at back in the day, when we look at music, when we look at the dilemmas and, you know, we're, we're following all these R&B, H-Town, okay? The, the, you know, legend knocking the boots from your area. I'll take it there. Yeah. You know, what's your thoughts on just a healthy relationship today? Because I feel as though there's no trust anymore with social media. Man, yeah, it, social media, it, it makes people feel like, they got so many options, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a simple swipe. It's a simple swipe, man. You can see another person. Somebody leave the emoji under your picture, hard eyes, anything. You think they like you. And it's it's kind of corrupted the scene, bro. And I think I'm no love guru or nothing like that, bro. So I don't – I mean, my relationship advice is minimal. But I feel like one of the things that – uh people should definitely value is privacy, bro. You know what I'm saying? I think people should value privacy. I'm not saying you got to hide your relationship from the world, but I think some stuff is just should be meant for the actual, the couple, you know what I'm saying? For you and, and her. And uh, I just think people are so like worried about proving to the world they happy or they got this or their relationship is goals or anything may have you at the end of the day. A lot of those uh, celebrity couples that they're looking at and they're trying to emulate, they're not even happy. You know what I'm saying? They at work, really, because they got they doing this for, for the gram or YouTube or 
Majority of them people not happy, bro. And I, I just think, uh, yeah, man, the when it when it comes to the trust, I think privacy, bro. Privacy, man. Like uh that internet is is something else, bro. Is is it's it's too accessible, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think people gotta sit that, they gotta sit that early. You gotta let that be known early, bro. Like it's it's too accessible, man. Even if you find someone compatible with what you do do you feel as though that's still an issue because i feel as though there's always you're on the road this is why it's such an important topic and i, I actually had a right. conversation with this one someone recently they're like it's not talked about because when you're out there and you're around all these women even if you're in a relationship the woman on the side they're not going to realize that yeah you're not cheating on her but because she's seen you around all these people and because she's not physically right. there she may think you are it turns into a mr big storyline if you yeah, get what I'm yeah, saying, yeah. For sure. <laughs> for sure. So, so basically, man, I think when it comes to that, I think you gotta um, you gotta find somebody to understand, man. Like as far as being in the same industry, it probably could work, but I, I just think it all boils down to, man, you gotta kind of get with somebody who understand your lifestyle, um, you understand their lifestyle. And like you said a minute ago, like the trust thing, that just, it just got to boil down to the trust. But uh, yeah, I definitely think it's a it's a matter of you got to just get with somebody to understand what you do, bro. You know what I'm saying? Out the gate, it don't need to be something later on. You figure I got to be out the gate with me being a rapper, with me being on the road, with me traveling a lot, with me being around a lot of people. It's imperative that I'm with somebody that understand what I'm doing, bro. Yeah, yeah. that's the trust factor right there. That's, sure. that's what you need. No, no time for any of the nonsense. You need someone that's down with you from the beginning yeah. and, and until when you make it to the top. And yeah, I, I think the top is it, it's coming. It's really you've been putting in the work now. So I think yeah, appreciate you know, that, and this album's a statement. You started off Cold City right away because you started rapping yeah. in the beat drop singing like Billy Joel. Yeah. I did want to talk about yeah. Yeah. Billy Joel <laughs> reference. <laughs> it, it, so, I, now, are, are you kind of like a Billy Joel fan? Do you have like a respect for him? Is, is that why you could? Because a lot of people, yeah. you know, I feel as though he's kind of an unsung vocalist in a way. He doesn't get, I know people love in the hip hop community, love Elton John, but it's kind of rare to hear about Billy Joel. Yeah, I rock with, I'm a music head, bro. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely a fan of Billy Joel. Like, yeah, for sure, for sure. Got some 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 dope music. Uh, man, I jam everybody, bro. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, Billy Joel, one of the ones, man. Yeah, he's the truth. Yeah, oh yeah, he's he's definitely up there. I think even Drake and I think Bum B was on that record, Uptown. I think they sampled Uptown Girl. Yep. So if you yep. were to take a Billy yep. Joel song and sample it, do you have one in mind that you would want to sample? That's that's actually one of my favorites. Um, what is the Caribbean? Um. Uh, what's the song? It's Caribbean something, but I can't think of the name of it. Uh, is it Caribbean Queen? Caribbean Queen, man, you're, you're stumping, you're stumping me right now. <laughs> it's a song called Caribbean Queen, bro. That uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm not sure if that's the name of it, but I think it is. But mm -hmm. Uptown, one of my favorite, Uptown Girl, one of my favorite records, bro. Yeah, it, I, I may well do a flip on that and flip that differently. Flip that differently. Yeah. I would be fire. I, I, Drake, you know, he's such a he's been he has a lot of love for Houston. Have you seen Drake out there in Houston at all? Have you seen him come through the city? Yeah. 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 Been seeing him for years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Did you, you ever get a chance to speak with him and say what's up or? Oh, yeah. In passing, you know what I'm saying? In passing, yeah. yeah. We, we got a lot of mutual. Uh, so he real close with DJ Eric and DJ Eric. Uh, 
it's a good friend of mine. So yeah, it's been yeah, definitely for sure. Yeah, I see that eventually down the line, hopefully you'll get that Drake feature too. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah, but Drake can get that propane feature. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, It'd be tough. Something I did love about this album too, and you bringing it back, like I said, the intro, you set it off right there. But with the interlude, 5100 block interlude, because I could see man. it turn you a bad boy like Puffy Combs. Man, man. I could just literally see everything you're rapping about from the, the leaky ceilings. Your your clothes were all, all rotten. You couldn't even get the, the, yeah. the nasty yeah, hoes, yeah. the ugly yeah, hoes. For sure, man. For sure, man. That's uh, man, I love that record. Uh, shout out to June James for that beat. Um, yeah, it was just painting the picture, bro. It was it, it was dope. It's even dope to hear that back because. Man, that's really my life, you know what I'm saying? And uh, to just hear that, it, it's just about me painting the picture, man, setting the tone, setting the tone, letting people understand, like, where I come from, what I came from, you know what I'm saying, that made me who I am today. Yeah. It's been crazy, especially even with karma. People, you know, they love the storyline there because it's real. When did you kind of have your first taste of, okay, yeah, karma's real, that may have led to the inspiration to this record? Man, it may was probably in like college or high school. I don't know. Wow. It was like a girlfriend or something. Who knows? <laughs> Just to get back, the heartbreak or something, man. But yeah, man. Um, man, that 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 record is is actually maybe my favorite on the album. Yeah. Um, it's deep, bro. It's deep, and the, the uh the story is so the the song is so uh quick. It's only like two minutes, but it's so powerful, bro. You know what I'm saying? And the reception to that has been crazy. People really, really love that song. They love that video. Shout out to Timothy Lenz, man. We had a great time shooting that video. And I, I, I just, it's, it's really getting the love. When I said I'd made that record, that I, I feel like it deserved, and I, I think it's only gonna get bigger and bigger. It's gonna, get, yeah. I'm telling you, you're already getting the receptor. Like I said, it's only been a few weeks that people are calling this a classic. Wait until a couple months. So now, with the rollout of this album, what, what do you have planned ahead? I know you, we talked about the marketing scheme, but what's the tour gonna be like? Because I know you're traveling around, you're doing the press, you were just in Atlanta, right? Right. right. But what's the tour looking like? Because I think there's there should be a tour for this. Oh, definitely. So right now, right now we just pumping up, pumping the album, getting the uh, awareness up. We leave for. Uh, OKC Sunday. No, we leave for Tulsa Sunday. Then we got OKC the next day. Then like, uh, Kansas and St. Louis. It's like so we going, we going, we doing that whole Midwest thing. Um, but I think come right after South by Southwest, we will do the main scratch tour. And uh, yeah, we gonna we gonna touch um majority of the southern regions, but we gonna try to touch as many markets as we can. But we definitely doing. The made from scratch tour at the South by Southwest. No, and we are doing a big major made from scratch showcase during South by Southwest. I will have some visions in the building for that. I did want to ask you about because you're such an inspiration out there, especially with being independent. Because I think you introduced to do something called the front line. I think that was what it was. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. The front line, man, that's crazy. You know, you know your stuff, man. Like <laughs> the, the, the front line is something that I think ushered in. Uh, underground for H-Town hip-hop at the time where we always had an underground hip-hop, but it kind of died. It died, and I think when I was coming in the game around like 2011, uh, me and a few other artists, and shout out to Kane, who is uh, one of the, a legendary MC from out here, uh, spearheaded it, man. And, and what we did, man, we was just some young dudes out here 
selling tickets to our concerts to our, our small group of fans, but it was like eight of us. So if you take eight artists that got small group of fans, and y'all all selling tickets to y'all fans, now we selling out the House of Blues. It wasn't being done at that time. Only artists who were coming and doing like House of Blues were like bigger artists that had names at the time, like a Wiz Khalifa or something like that. Kendrick Lamar's at the time when when it was we were younger artists. But as far as the underground unknown artists in Houston, nobody was doing that. And uh, man, we did three of those. Man, it got so big. The radio got involved. I mean, you had a lot of artists that that they sprouted from that. Kirk Bangs come from Frontline. You know what I'm saying? DJ Toes come from Frontline. B King come from Frontline. Propane come from Frontline. Uh, that's that started a lot of us, man. And and that's something that we did. Like nobody did that for us. Nobody helped us do that except a small collection of people. Now I'm not too my own horn. I'm probably the only artist who did all three. I started from the first one when it was like a bunch of unknown artists. Then the next time Kirko came along, then the next time DJ Chose and B King. But I'm that one artist who started from the ground. I made I made Frontline from scratch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So for sure, and shout out to all them bro, because all them boys is 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 uh legendary for the Houston city of Houston. Legendary for Texas, man. They all went on to do like amazing things, bro. Like for sure. You're big on, on the hometown support too of all the upcoming artists. I know Sauce Walker, you've known him for a while. He kind of convinced you right away with a conversation yeah. that you had in the studio that, yeah, this guy's yeah. gonna be a star. And you was you were having him open right. him up at your shows and you knew no. it. No, out the gate, man. So I'm not gonna say out the gate because before that conversation, I was sketchy. By the end of that conversation, I knew, oh man, this dude here different. And then the right after that, I think he performed. I let him open up like maybe two days after that at one of my shows. And he stole the show, like off one song. You know what I'm saying? Stole his energy was unmatched. I'm like, damn, I gotta go after that. You know what I'm saying? Nobody even really knew him like that. And he just he had that star power out the gate. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's somebody that I'm very, very close with. I'm extremely proud of what he done took this man because. He came in at a time and with a style that was unorthodox. And I already knew that he could like rap rap though. Like in the world didn't know he could rap rap. And once he opened up to that and started showing them that, man, walk in my top five Houston. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I I tell anybody, like that's he's one of my favorite rappers. He he's just talented. You can tell by just listening to his discography. You know, he's definitely one of them ones, but you, you are too. And when we look at yeah, other so legends right. in the game, you know, I wanted the, you to talk about the lasting impact of Big Pokey and kind of when was the last time mm -hmm. you saw him because that that kind of was so surprising to me when I heard that he passed. Oh, so. Yeah, because it was just and, and people it kind of like you saw it on Twitter, but you really mm -hmm. didn't see any more flowers after that. Like you just saw RIPs, and that's how it is now. We're just like okay, on to the next one. It, I feel as though he didn't kind of get that love and recognition after like one day as soon as a new pass so talk right. about the lasting impact and kind of when the last time you saw big pokey man it was like a just a, a couple weeks prior to that uh at kiki's uh release for his album release 25 summers he had his he had everybody there he had me slim zero big creek uh any rapper you can think of we were all in i remember big Pokey being there and big pokey is definitely one of my favorite was one of my favorite rappers to come out of houston so I think uh we every time I seen him, we was having that conversation. No, man, you know, you you the one I look up to. And he would always tell me I was one of his favorite rappers of this new generation of this new school. I was like the one of the ones that he really, really liked. And uh man, we had a great, a, a really good relationship. And we definitely was uh 
we was we was always talking about just him getting on my albums. You know what I'm saying? Because like the last album I put out, he was on there, and I had all the legends on one song. But we kept talking about just me and him, like because that's one of my favorites, and that's something that I had really really wanted to do. And I I was actually fortunate enough to be on the last project that he just put out. He put out a project with J Dog. It was only like six songs, you know. I was on there, man, and that was that was that was uh I didn't I didn't realize it at the time, the magnitude of that, but when it came out, I was like, damn, that's 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 dope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, rest yeah. of the big pokey. Man, for sure. Long live the king, man, for sure. And, and you mentioned yeah. J Dog there. You almost got uh, him on a song with you, with you and Nipsey too, and man, I, I did. What was kind of the reason? Was it kind of conflicting schedules that that didn't happen? You know your shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, oh uh, yeah, bro. That was uh, that was years ago, bro. That was uh, 2013, I think. Um, yeah. So, uh, it was a record. The song was called "My Life," and uh, man, this is a crazy story. So. Uh, I had the record that I wanted him on, and I pulled up to J Dog, and I actually pulled up in a project for him to get on. He was gonna record it there, and bro, this is a true story. As we listening to the song, and I'm telling you, I'm gonna get Nipsey on there too. And uh, we listening to the song, and uh, man, it's a shootout just take off outside, outside the studio. I mean, not outside the studio, outside the apartment we in. None of, nobody with me was involved, but it was just like a crazy thing going on. And I just remember everybody scrambling and and Jedi was like, man, we're going to just do this another time. I never got J-Dog on there, so I never even pursued getting nobody else on there. I just didn't, because I didn't want it to come out with somebody else on there and him not on there. And uh, so I just ended up doing it myself. And years later, we ended up doing that song part two, My Life Part Two, and it's me and J-Dog. And that's like one of my biggest videos. Yeah, Millions of Views. It's like one of my biggest songs. Crazy. Now, rest in peace and Nip, we lost him too. And I think I did hear a story Man. that there was someone that you were riding with was like, welcome to Houston, Nip. But I think I did hear that. That was Sauce yeah. Walker. <laughs> yeah, that was Sauce Walker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, had a, uh, I had a concert. It was with Nipsey at House of Blues. And Walk was with me. He was riding with me, and I was in a Jeep. We got all the doors off at the top of everything, and Nip pulled up right next to us with Lauren London. And uh, we had the light, and, and Walk just jump out there, yeah, welcome to Houston, Nip, yeah, yeah, welcome to the Splash Town. He just, man, he just being South Walker, man. That was, a, that was a dope moment, man. That was super, super dope. Fire. And, and those are moments that you're never going to forget legendary you know he, he's an icon and, and just you know be, just what he did as an independent artist and giving back to the community and you've spoken yeah. about it you wanted to be have such an impact for the people out there in houston you before you even made a dollar off rap turkey drives haircut drives toy drives i mean yeah. what's something else that you're putting forward here that you feel as though that's unique from all the other charities that you've done and just others do is there Different things that you're coming up with each year, or something in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, me, and some of my homeboys, you know, um, we try to we try to just like help out the families that's this in need or whatever. But uh, for the most part, we try to mentor the younger dudes from the same type of backgrounds that we come from, just to let them know like it's different routes. You know what I'm saying? It's different routes other than what you think is the only way out. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's super important because I never had that. 
coming from where, I'm, where I came from, me and none of my homeboys. I think basketball probably saved us, kept us out of trouble enough to where – because, you know, you don't pass, you don't play. So, But, you know, just letting everybody know because everybody knows it's only 12 spots on the basketball team. So you want to just be able to touch the people, man, and let them know, like, it's ways out. It's ways to be successful other than the typical ways they tell you in some of these draft songs that you can get out. So, yeah, that's that's one of, one of the main things that I think um, I'll probably hang my head on. Mm-hmm. Southside Houston, we, we mentioned the Legends track. Have you guys kind of had a discussion ever in a room, or, or do you think a collective album would happen, kind of like the Dungeon family when you saw what Goody Mob and Outkast did? Do you think that could happen for Houston? Definitely, man. So I was walking just, just caught me like maybe like four or five days ago, saying something like that, that he mm-hmm. wanted to kind of, me and him kind of partake in and, and get a bunch of the legends on board. I think it could happen. It's just conflicting schedules, conflicting schedules. But other than that, man, I think we will all be down. Like we got a culture where we all like, like got a lot of love for each other, bro. We all rock with each other. It's a rare thing, bro. So I think it would be nothing. It was just probably gonna take a guy like me who is kind of tied in to both generations to just make it happen. I would kind of have to put my first. My foot forward and just get everybody in there. I think we could do it though. I, I think it could happen and it would be legendary. We need a collective album like that. We don't get those anymore. And that would be a fresh new concept for the game. And I'm sure because people, a lot of people copy Houston. And I'm sure once you do that, then you'll see everyone yeah. else doing it all over the place. But now that you're traveling all over the place, Atlanta, New York, is there some kind of new artists that are piquing your interest outside of Houston that you want to work with? I know Jay-Z's the top. We know you love Jada yeah, Kiss. Yeah. We know you love Nas. But is there some newer yeah, artists out so. there that you're they, that, that are uh, real hip-hop guys that you want to collab with? Man, it's a guy uh, I just got turned on to. His name is AJ McQueen. Mm. Super, super dope. I think he's from... I think he's from St. Louis, but mm. he's in Houston. Super, super dope, man. It's another dude, Marcus Clay. He's from the city. He's young dude, talented, bro. A spitter. Um, man, it's 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 a lot of artists, bro. I can name, man. Even just like artists is already doing their thing that I'm like fans of, like G Herbo. You know? G Herbo, I was gonna bring him up because he's top in Chicago. Yeah, man. Uh, fan of G Herbo, bro. Uh, yeah, bro, it's uh, it's a lot, man. It's, I, I'm really down to, like, work with anybody who's pushing the culture forward uh, and just making that real music, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, and you're doing it, man. The whole album, It, it Ain't Safe Outside, that one, too. Mama's man, Eyes, sure. that was my favorite song off of that album. Oh, yeah. You've been working, man. And I love, you know, even though I think I what I love about you and being independent is that you take your time with your music, even though you had another concept before made from scratch. Right. You, right. you, you don't rush anything. And that, I think that's why it comes out the way it does. And, and you're right. you were fully hands on with this as far as the production, the samples, soulful. Mm-hmm. You, you're really into it. And it, it came out to be a, you know, a, a classic as people are calling it. And it's only going to go up from here. I did want to take it really back from made from scratch with you, with your roommate, who was the one that said you got it. I think his name was Paul. Is that who it was? Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I, are you still in touch with him? Yeah, for sure. He just came to the album release uh, event, man. That's my wow. dog, man. Shout out to Paul. Paul uh, gave me the name Propane. Yeah. Before the games, we were going, yeah, Lamar State. Um, I used to hoop at Lamar State. We were roommates, we were teammates. And I used to always freestyle. And, uh, Man, I was just freestyling. I would call myself Lil C because my name is Chris. And then I remember he was like, bro, you really can rap. Like, 
can rap, rap, bro. You got a real shot at being a rapper. It was like, I was like, man, we got to come with a, a name, though. We got to get a name. Because I had always called myself Lil C growing up when I freestyled just because that's the culture we come from. Lil Kiki, Lil Flip, Big Pokey, Big Mo. You either some, you either big or little, you know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. So I was a Lil C, and, we, and I remember he just – we came up with like a million names. I hated them all. And then he was like <laughs> – he was like propane, bro. You, you spitting that fire, bro. You spit that gas, bro. Propane. And I was like, man, I don't want to spill that shit like gas, though. And I think I we changed the spilling. And I said it while freestyling one time. I was like, man, it's propane. Just like just freestyling. And it stuck. It never left. And I just kept it. And it's yeah, that was dope. Into a, a a legend in the making here, man. And, and you know, Zero calling you a legend already. You know, you got the Jay Z recognition, Scarface, all the legends in, in Houston. I did want to ask you this because you do want to help out the independent artists. Say if they want to start from scratch, right? You should you invest into getting your own equipment to record out of your home if you can, or do you go to a studio? And how much do you kind of? want to budget yourself as far as imaging and marketing kind of just give them that starter kit advice if there is an independent Man, so, yeah yeah that's a great question um i personally the way the game is right now i would invest in my own equipment you mm. know what i'm saying and uh if if you're going to get the right equipment and so it could be the the quality is important you still got to deal with an engineer and get a mixing master you know what i'm saying so that's the main thing but I think for definitely the independent, I would uh I would I would definitely get um wait okay. I would I would definitely get uh my own equipment. I would definitely uh that way you can record how you want to record. You can you can perfect your crowd, bro. You can perfect your crowd. Um I would think what uh as far as marketing, it's different for everybody, man. I think I think people need to produce content, produce content. I'm not always saying post content or put content out. Just find your way, bro. You know what I'm saying? First, find your way. Find what works for you. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's where you can win in when you find what works for you and not try to find or try to imitate what works for somebody else because it's just you're not them. We all individuals. We all different. I think people need to kind of hack at it, bro. Heck it, make continue to make music till you feel like you got your own style, that this is what you do. You know what I'm saying? And then you go in it with that. I never make music for other people. I never. Now I put it out to the world. I make music for me. I make music what I think is jamming. I love my music. You know what I'm saying? I am a fan. I listen to it. I don't have the people in mind when I'm making it. I'm just trying to make what I think is great. You know what I'm saying? So if I think it's great, I'm confident enough to go tell the world. I was telling the world that this was a classic before it came out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I really felt that. Regardless of whatever anybody else already thought at the time, I'm happy everybody agreed with me. But I was already saying it. I was already saying this is my best work because I was making it for me. I was I was trying to I was trying to uh, um impress myself. And I think the artists should always do that, bro. I think that way you, you you know your real fans, man. You know what I'm saying? The people who listen to my music obviously are people who have the same type of taste that I have. You know what I'm saying? They like the type of music that I like. So all I got to – it's been easy for me over the years. I just want to, like, challenge myself and get better. But 
it's so easy for me of what pocket to go in because I'm just doing me. So the people who are gonna like it is the people who are gonna like it. I'm not trying to, okay, what type of music you like? Okay, let me try to make that. No, I'm not doing that. I'm doing what I like. So by the time it leave out of my studio and the world get it, I'm already in love with it. You know what I'm saying? So the people who are going to like it are the people who like the same shit I like. You know what I'm saying? And that's just how, that's, that's what it is. Thank you for that. And that's important advice for all the artists listening who will listen later on. Take those notes because that's what you need to do. Make the music that you love to make. Stop following trends. Stop following TikTok and Instagram. Make the music that you grew up off of that you like. Do what you feel is right. That's how you establish your own identity. That's a lot of things. That's a lot of things that people lack. A lot of these artists lack nowadays is identity. They everyone sounds the same. It's two people following one trend, and uh, you just broke it down right there. Do what you Definitely, like, man. Definitely, I think that's a that's a big thing, bro. You got so many people. They're trying to. They're just trying to latch on to what worked for somebody else. So you have a bunch of people that sound the exact same, move the same, talk the same, walk the same, dress the same. Because they're trying to do what they seen work. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, that has never worked for anybody as far as somebody chasing greatness. Like, Michael Jackson was inspired by a lot of different artists. But Michael Jackson, when you think about it, it was only one Michael Jackson. Usher, I'm pretty sure Chris Brown was, they was all inspired by Michael Jackson. They was fans of him and they wanted to be him growing up. But... Usher is still Usher, and he is a, one of the greatest to ever do it because he's Usher. You know what I'm saying? And I think artists need to just get that. It's cool to be inspired. We all inspired. I'm inspired by plenty of artists. But I set out to be propane. I don't set out to try to be Jay-Z or be Nas or, you know what I'm saying, be Bone B. I'm setting out to be me. You. I, I've been influenced by them, you know what I'm saying, definitely. But, yeah, I want to be myself. Uh, and you could see it plain as day here from, from the start and then all the way till now for Made From Scratch. What's next for you, man, that we didn't talk about? What's next for Houston? What's next here? What's that we didn't? We talked about the marketing scheme, the tour, the acting. Yeah. What's next that yeah. we didn't mention here tonight? Man, just continuing to raise the awareness, bro. Uh, like like, we, like we've like we been saying, it's, it's, this is an amazing body of work. I need the world to hear it. Um, I'm focusing on Phil Vitrill Records. I, I definitely... Um, have other artists that I'm working with, more artists that I'm looking for that I want to work with. Um, I want to spread the movement, the movement of what I'm trying to do. Just this Fever Trill sound. This is like an authentic, soulful, underground street hip hop sound. And I, I feel like it's a brand. And I feel like I want to come full force with other artists and we just all putting out classics. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want to do. I want to focus on that. I want to focus on a, a whole team of people making timeless, just authentic rap. And that's how you know you're you're true to the roots of real hip hop. And do you think that you can eventually go mainstream? Because I talk about it with Nas with Illmatic because he has that underground message, but he has that mainstream appeal and sort of way because he can do those crossover mainstream and just off of his name and having the, the they say, the greatest hip hop album of all time. Do you think it's yeah. possible for the underground to ever reach kind of mainstream success do you think we can get it there because there's mainstream artists you know i feel as though they really don't represent hip-hop but they're yeah they're there they get on the hip-hop radios how come there's yeah. not love for the underground like you you because you're authentic to the roots right uh i think it's a possibility bro just because of how social media has made everything um i would love to see more underground in the mainstream yeah but i mean 
that's why underground is underground and mainstream is mainstream. I just think we just need to raise more awareness to underground. But uh, yeah, man, I, I think it can happen. I think uh, we've seen signs of it because you got artists like Kendrick Lamar is from their products of the underground. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Big Creed is a product of the underground. Right. Like Freddie Gibbs is a product of the underground. And uh, they've been able to take it to different heights. So I think it's possible. I just think, uh, I don't know, we got to kind of find a formula to keep it our sound just at the mainstream level. Even with like Benny the Butcher and uh, Griselda. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They uh they 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 have an underground sound, you know what I'm saying? So it's possible, bro. I think it's definitely possible. Definitely. And you're gonna be at the forefront of it. Propane, man. Yes. I, I want to thank yeah. you for coming on the show. I had a great time speaking with you. Thank you for all that you do for hip hop. You know, anything else you want to plug in here as far as your socials, anything else that you have on the way, you, a, anything else you want to let the, your fans know. Man, uh propane seven one three. That's P-R-O-P-A-I-N. 713, that's on everything across the board. That's Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. It's Propane713. Um, definitely got more videos off the album coming. I got the uh, Always Down video with Freddie Gibbs. Locked and loaded. Drop it in any day now. Coma video out right now, and it's going crazy. Make sure y'all go check that out. Uh, Your Wish featuring Big Crit out right now. Make sure you go check that out. Um. Just the whole album made from scratch, man. Don't sleep on that. Uh, I got more videos on the way. Movie on the way with Slim Thug. Dirty Third, the next one. We're getting ready to start shooting for that one. Um, so yeah, bro, we just trying to we just trying to push it forward, man. I feel like twenty twenty four gonna be a big year for me. And uh, like I said, this is just we go two weeks in. Yeah, and uh, it's going crazy already. It's going crazy, man. And and go Texans. I hope that they, they win for you guys. And, you know, I, I remember you getting all the flack for rocking the cowboy hat and oh, all man, the different hats you were me. wearing back in the day. I think you had an Orlando me. Magic hat. <laughs> yeah, man. Now you can't, you know, catch me with nothing without Houston, man. They, they, and I, I was just one of them dudes who just had a million hats. But yeah, yeah. man, they taught me quick. Nah, they, it's big like that out here. Yeah, no, for sure, man. Go, go Houston. You know, I, I love seeing them smack the Yankees around. You know, yeah, I want to see the Astros yeah, come sure. back. Yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, Propane, thanks again, man. Shout out to your management for coming on the show, you know, getting everything set up, man. You're always welcome anytime you, you want to do press for the movie. We'll always love to have you back on the show, man. It was an honor. Okay, for sure, man. Appreciate you, man, and thank you for having me. Of course, man. Enjoy the rest of your night. Made from scratch, available on all platforms now. Enjoy the rest of your night. Take care and stay safe. All right, propane, everyone out there. All right. Salute, All right, man. man. All right, Salute. Man. Peace out. All right, bro.